Hi then guys, here we are for another episode of The Marshall View, and this time we are joined with Casey Marshall, aka The Body Engineer. Um, she's a fantastic martial artist with a really good background in kickboxing. Um, they've got a family link there, so all the family kickboxes, which is cool, I'm sure we'll get onto that. And she's also now studying for a master's in nutrition and sports nutrition. So, hi Casey, thanks for coming on. Um, for right. anyone who doesn't know you... <laughs> Just say maybe a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yep. Um, so as far as martial arts goes, I'm I'm currently 23. Um, I feel older, but um, I've I've been doing martial arts since I was four. Properly uh, took it seriously from when I was six. So almost we're touching on 20 years um, of martial arts experience. I've got experience um, as both an athlete and a coach. Um, obviously moving into a coach um, as I was an adult, I progressed and realized actually how important sort of the science was behind it, which pushed me to go um, go to uni. Uh, that's that's kind of what's brought me here now. Um, so I, I've, I gained to realize how important nutrition is, how important science is behind it. So I thought there's no better way to help the athletes than to go and study it for, uh, <laughs> for four odd years. Yeah, definitely, awesome. So the first question is then, did you ever have a choice about not doing martial arts? Your whole family fights, don't you? Um, yeah, I definitely did. So as a kid, um, like I said, I've, al I've always been around martial arts. Um, my, my dad coached me from, from the age of four or possibly since I could walk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did that, but I, I've always done loads of sports as a kid. So I did, I did swimming. Um, I did, I did sort of football, rugby, uh, all of the obvious sports. I did ballet and gymnastics for a really long time. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, I came to a point where I was at a level that I had to be training a lot. Um, so I had to make a choice. What did I want to do? do? Did I want to do all these sports or did I want to really um, concentrate all my time on one sport and do the best I could at it and I chose I, cho I chose kickboxing over that and um, but no yeah I've always been given the option not to do it um if I've ever shown interest in anything else my family's always been really supportive over that so so yeah fantastic what was it about the kickboxing that you enjoyed then like as opposed um, to the other sports obviously so because I was in it from such a young age all of my I, I gained I had best friends at school but I really think when you're a kid and you're going through, you're training hard with a group of um, a group of kids as well. You you get so close to them. So my best mates were all in the sport. Um, so I, I I just it was fun. It was it was fun. I learned a lot from it. So like I I give a lot of my success to martial arts in the fact that I learned discipline. I would never have got my essays done at uni if I didn't know how to discipline <laughs> and self-motivate myself. Um, so I, I put a lot of my successes down to it. Mm. What about your competition days then? When did you start competing in martial arts? So, uh, so obviously I started taking it more seriously when I was six, seven. So started doing a few local competitions into clubs, things like that. Always just loved it. It was great fun. I got to go and have a McDonald's afterwards <laughs> that was always my little treat I used to love yeah I used to love doing that the weekend you got I got to spend the entire weekend with my friends at the competitions 
Um, so that's always sort of super fun for me. I always enjoyed doing it. Um, obviously, as I got more into it, I was, um, I'd been doing it for so long by the time I got to sort of early teens that I was doing my categories, the category above, the category above that in different disciplines. So I was doing light contact, semi-contact, some uh, as I got a bit older, full contact, things like that. Even uh, when I, I was at a mat competition once and someone didn't have, um, uh, so someone didn't have basically someone in their category to fight MMA. And I was like, I'll do it. And everyone was like, Casey, you've never trained any groundwork. And I was like, yeah, but I'll just get up really fast. <laughs> um, surprisingly, I actually won <laughs> won that fight, and I was like, "See, so <laughs> was like, yeah, yeah. it was a very local competition, sort of beginner level." Um, so I was, so I was obviously absolutely fine. I wouldn't suggest it, <laughs> just in case. Just jump but, in, it'll be all right. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah. Uh, so I've done a few different things, and then obviously when I went to uni, um, I gave my hand at boxing for a little while um that went all right I got uh, given the opportunity to train in Sheffield um with GB boxing a couple of times which was which was great um gained a lot of experience from it was never a massive fan of boxing itself I just always felt like I was only using half the limbs I was meant to um, <laughs> I was like what what why am I wasting all these limbs <laughs> what, what am I doing um so obviously um ended up always mo going back to back to kickboxing um which was which was great so in that time actually when I went back to kickboxing that's when the whole body engineer started I realized oh yeah. I've, I've got a big passion for it so I started coaching again started training myself um at a local club in Newcastle Universal Martial Arts I um and they kind of like reignited my love for it after I kind of had gone boxing did the whole yeah. uni um experience <laughs> Um, but I always, I always came back to it um, and then kind of the body engineer that I, that came from combining the two and I wanted to reach the audience I had with martial arts and kind of share what I was learning through uni. Um, so that's where I, that came from. So I, I started co combining my coaching and also the nutrition that I was learning. I was trying to pass on to as many people as I could. Um, so yeah. Awesome. So what's your main aim for the body engineer then? What would you like to see kind of happen <laughs> um, for it? Obviously, it's getting more and more popular each week, which is awesome because you put some really good stuff out there. People are starting to follow you, take notice. So what's your eventual aim, do you think? Um, so at the minute, obviously, um, I'm still I'm still studying. I've I moved on after uh, graduating from my bachelor's. I moved on to do my master's. Um, again, I just I felt like and I, I had more to learn. I didn't want to stop there. I thought there's there's so much more I could learn from this. Um, so obviously at the minute it's kind of I like to it's a bit of a community to be honest. Everyone that I've met through um, sort of uni nutrition things like that, along with alongside everyone that I know from sort of the martial arts world. Um, I kind of I'm just trying to bring everyone together in that. People, I, I, sh I share information from kickboxing and even just um, sort of friends that are PTs, um, information from them. And then also um, sh I share information still that I'm learning um, through nutrition. Um, eventually, I think it will probably 
work towards um so it, it'll stick with nutrition and I've I'll always stick with martial arts so um at some point it will probably be a bit of a recruitment center for um working with working with martial artists um yep. sort of as a nutritionist wow amazing so obviously everyone here probably knows the link between martial arts and nutrition and how it can affect an athlete's performance but not even athletes maybe just people training two three times a week on kind of a, a semi-casual basis but why is nutrition just so important for martial artists and in terms of their performance and their endurance and their ability to keep going and train harder? Yeah, um, I mean, so specifically for martial artists, as we all know, most um, most styles, if you are competing, are based upon weight categories. Yeah. And if you're training all day, every day, and you always have done for years, you can't change essentially your body mass really through training you, to a degree a small percentage you can the rest will be down to nutrition um so obviously that's like one of the main things is obviously we're in a sport where weight classes are crucial they're so important if anything a lot of the time if you talk to elite athletes that's that's more important to them than the actual fight when they're training they're mm -hmm. them making weight will be their main goal and then the, the the actual fight itself competition will be an afterthought well you don't make um, weight you don't fight well yeah exactly um it's in sometimes it is more important obviously there's um there's a bit of a there's a lot of issues with obviously make weight and uh, weight weight making um yeah. in the fact that n not many coaches everyone everyone gets their nutritional advice generally um up to a certain level from their coaches and yeah. now i've come to learn um through studying nutrition actually not a lot of coaches in martial arts have really any idea what they're talking about in terms of nutrition <laughs> yeah. um i can count on my hands how many coaches i know with any nutritional training or qualifications yeah. um yet every single athlete i know has taken advice from a coach in regards to nutrition uh which can be really dangerous if you're taking advice and you're taking the wrong advice it can impact your entire fighting career it can impact your health it can impact your mental health it can impact everything um so it's i think it's a lot more important than people people know um my like in terms of if i speak from uh, my own experience as a fighter and making weight for categories there has been times where i haven't made weight and i've been training for six months for one competition and i don't get to fight in the category that i want and if you're fighting in the category above, you will you it's it's simple science, really. You won't do as well. You're fighting yeah. a bigger, a bigger opponent, a taller opponent, a stronger opponent. You're never gonna you're never gonna fight to your full potential. So nutrition literally can equate to you winning or losing in your career progression through um for for high level athletes, especially. And um, if I give football as an example, you would you would never you would never find a high level footballer that doesn't have a nutritionist or someone qualified to give them nutrition advice yeah. so why have we made it acceptable in martial arts for us to take nutrition advice off people who who don't know yeah. um 
So as far as nutrition advice goes, every I, I'm pretty sure you probably agree with this, is most coaches are ex-athletes. That's, yeah. that's kind of the way it goes in martial arts. Yeah. And uh, most coaches, when they were athletes, who did they get their nutrition advice from? Their coach. Their coaches. So yeah. years and years and years, this nutrition advice is being passed down from coach to athlete, athletes are then a coach, that's being passed down to their athletes. So if you think about how outdated the nutrition <laughs> advice that we're getting yeah. as athletes is, is ridiculous and how study studies go on every single day in nutrition. So we're getting new research every single day, every single week from, from high level nutritionists. Why would we not why would we not hire someone that has read all this research and done the research themselves um, yeah, sure. to, to give us advice? So, yeah. And um, why do you think that is then? Why do you think the martial arts is maybe it's not neglected, but um, maybe it doesn't put as much emphasis on nutrition as maybe some other sports, as you've said? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say it's two things mainly. Um, one, funding, funding issues. Yeah. Um, a lot of if you go into sort of amateur martial arts, you're you're a lot of the time paying to compete. Yeah. You don't want to be paying for anything extra. Sure. Um, you're paying for your training. You're paying to compete. Yeah. Like you don't want to pay for someone to tell you what to eat. It adds um, up. <laughs> yeah. Even if you know it'll it'll like it'll benefit you. You don't want to pay the extra amount. Yeah. Um, I think the issue is people don't know quite how much it'll benefit them. So they're not willing to pay. Even if they go out, educate themselves a little bit, they'll probably learn, actually, this is going to help me in the long run. If I hire a nutritionist, uh, even just for some advice more than anything, uh, not necessarily even a meal plan or anything like that, they th that could benefit me in the long run. I, I'm going to progress in if, if, if you want a fighting career, you're going to progress. Um, so so yeah there's that and then there's stubbornness from fighters um <laughs> in martial arts um more than any any sport that i've come across there's so much tradition and culture um which is great that's one of the best parts about the sport is the tradition and the culture sure, in yeah. the sport but then it also has its downsides in the flip the side yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so on the flip side, there's this tradition and culture in sort of weight loss and making weight. Um, I, I mean, I don't know many fighters that haven't trained in a sweatsuit or skipped in a sauna, things like this. Yeah. And where did we learn that? I mean, I learned that from my coach. My coach learned that from his coach. Yeah, it goes on. Do you know what I mean? Um, where there's been there's been so much research on it now. Well, to be honest, there's definitely not enough research on it. Which is again, um, so as part of my master's, uh, my thesis, I'm I'm gonna uh, be looking further into this, and I'm specifically um, going to be looking into sort of nutritional knowledge in the UK of coaches and actually has that impacted their fighters um because there's definitely not enough research on that but making weight itself there it there is there is research on it now um more and more coming out every day it's 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 um it's a definitely a topical issue at the minute weight loss um and weight weight gain rapid weight gain after things like hydration a lot of yeah. athletes won't even consider it 
Um, and again, we we know from from research, anything more than two percent dehydration, you're uh, well, you're physically not going to perform as well. Um, mentally as well, you, you your mental capacity is significantly reduced. Um, which obviously you'll know when in martial arts, there's a lot of thinking that goes on. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. More than people so, think, ironically. Yeah, yeah. I think people just think, oh, just you throw your limbs out. You, <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a lot of thought process that goes into it. Hence, why you have someone behind you trying to do some thinking for you and give you um, shout some advice at you because when you're in there, your your cognitive functions significantly reduced why would we dehydrate ourselves further and make that even worse um so so yeah i mean some of the best the best fighters and the best martial artists i know um uh, are up there because because of that not necessarily i mean obviously they've got to be athletic they've got to be strong they've got to be agile but like that the technical the technical uh, aspect of their fighting sometimes puts them above and beyond the rest um yeah. so yeah definitely um how much can someone learn on their own then do you think if you maybe at amateur levels or semi-professional levels can people teach themselves the nutrition or would you suggest always going towards nutritionist or a, a coach for that yeah i mean so obviously if if it is impossible you i mean a lot of fighters come from come from um sort of lower economical backgrounds yeah. if you don't have the funds there's there is a lot on the internet there's a lot of bad advice on the internet but there this is, is the a thing, lot isn't of it? Good yeah, advice. you're not sure what you're getting yeah it's um it's going to go into sources that you know are accurate um so for example an influencer on instagram might not be the best place to get your advice um if you're looking for sort of basic a more basic understanding of nutrition looking at something like the eat well guide um it gives that's actually it's not even for athletes there is there is an athletic uh, version of that which again you can find easily online um but even just for the general population the eat well guide if you look at that it tells you sort of what you should be in uh sort of your how much of your plate say it, it it's the guide is laid out as a plate how much should be carbs how much should be protein uh, how much should be fat what what is that like what is a protein like a lot of people won't don't yeah. don't even know like if they if i say oh what is what is a protein they'll uh, uh, protein uh, cake. Uh, yeah but what food is a protein um carbs people just chicken. automatically sometimes go bread and i'm like yeah no but carbs are in like most things um so it's the, the e-well guide's like a good place to start um after that i mean if you again like for example, when people message me on Instagram, I generally always get back to them with somewhat advice. Obviously, I don't know the individual, yeah. so I can't give specific advice. Um, you, you need you need a lot of information to give specific advice. But if they say I'm really struggling to get enough protein in my diet and I know I'm not eating enough, then I I'm, I can give advice. So. If you look, if you're looking and you're asking someone, just check what qualifications they've got is the only thing I'd say. Most people with some qualifications, they've they've studied for years and years and years, mm -hmm. quite often will be happy to give people advice. They've studied for all these years, so they love to give people advice. Like well, they love to share you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, just check check your sources. 
check if you're asking a person. Sources. Do you see what you did there? Sources. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um but just yeah check check where your information is coming from but like if you're just looking for general basic advice have have a quick look of the uh eat well guide it's it's a great it's a great uh tool to use to start after that again it, it really is worth the investment to sort of maybe hire a nutritionist even for a short short period of time just to get get a ballpark figure of what you should be eating awesome Obviously, we're all locked down at the moment, so eating habits for, for quite a few of us have, have, well, they've gone to shit because people are bored and they're just sat at home binge watching Netflix, um, not particularly really? eating very well. You know, takeaway is just a phone call away or an app away. Um, what kind of advice would you give to people to just keep healthy during this time? Because obviously it's such an important time to keep healthy as there is a global pandemic going on that affects people keeping healthy and having general levels of fitness and stuff is a good thing. So what advice would you give to people, other than, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, to start off with, if we're talking about, I mean, if you're an athlete that is going to be competing after lockdown and you know that it's slightly different, you, you, sh you should probably be sort of taking a little bit more notice. General, yeah population or maybe if you just do martial arts casually you you train you go to the gym you maybe doing home workouts at the minute um i mean number one just remember we're in a pandemic <laughs> like just be kind to yourself like yeah. don't don't force yourself to go on a really strict regime and really if, it, if it's making you like not happy <laughs> just at the minute I'd say do what makes you happy but I mean other than that if you are wanting you've got this extra spare time and you want wanting to sort of you know benefit yourself in it why not why not use it wisely rather than sitting watching Netflix um I mean just try I get in get into a pattern of eating um eat at the same times you, then your body kind of will know when it's eating not don't like not eat for 12 hours and then binge at nighttime while you're watching Netflix. Like just yeah. try and get in a good pattern, a good regime. Um, and it'll, that'll massively benefit you. Obviously this goes for um, sort of recreational and athletes plan ahead. Um, I'm meal prepping at the minute more than anything, just so I've got, if, if, if I didn't, I, I found at the start of lockdown, I was just, like eating as and when and quite often unhealthy snacking. things because I was just snacking here yeah. like I was sit like sitting at my desk like just munching away whereas if I had a plan of what I was eating for the day quite often well it, it is going to be more healthy because you're never going to plan an entire chocolate cake into your diet are you I might, well, no, <laughs> I might. <laughs> some might um but just if one. you plan you're more likely just to you know plan that slice rather than the whole cake and you're more likely to stick to it if you've obviously meal prepped um things like that thing on the other hand is um obviously you might overeat and snack all the time but you like skipping meals and under eating can be just as um just as sort of critical to you in the fact that obviously if you skip meals you're more likely to binge or overeat afterwards yeah if you skip meals you're more likely to crave sugar and salt if you skip meals um and you are training you're not only not going to have the energy to train as hard as you could have 
um, or not have the motivation to go for a walk. If you are training and you have skipped meals, your um, like perceived effort is like significantly decreased yeah. um if that makes sense so, so so you think you're working harder than you actually are so maybe that that workout if you have a snack before or have a meal before you'll you'll work harder and you'll know how hard you're working um as well as just like you're gonna have better food choices if you're eating regularly um so so yeah, I just say prepare. Like if you're gonna snack, that's absolutely fine. I I'm I'm not a massive big meal um, eater. I prefer to have small meals and snacks, but yeah. I plan my snacks. Yeah. Um, so I'm not just oh it's time for a snack. I'll just grab what I can find. Oh it's time for a snack. I've planned a banana. I'll eat that. Um, so even plan your snacks. Stay hydrated. It's just simple things like that. Um, which which are the best? Awesome. My watch is going. My watch is going off. Probably telling me, uh, to stand to up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, time to eat. <laughs> you spoke about meal prepping, and this is um, this is something that's become quite popular recently. Just again, as you mentioned, like influencers on Instagram and stuff showing all their meal prep, etc. And people have tried it, but to varying levels of success. So, how often should you kind of meal prep for? For how long? How many days in advance should we look at meal planning for? And what? And should we just bulk? cook everything and stick in containers yeah like what's the basics of meal prepping for people um i'd say it really depends on on your your life um in the fact that so i know at the minute i'm kind of working or studying sort of eight or nine in the morning until um sometimes six seven p.m at night so i i know i need i don't have time an hour at lunchtime to be cooking an hour in the evening to be I know, like i know i don't have the time to do that um so preferably what i do um which i i found works great for me is on a on a sunday i'll go buy all fresh foods um obviously if you buy it a few days ahead and then cook it a few days later it won't last as long so if you can yeah. buy it cook it on the same day uh, it's gonna last longer um most meal preps you find will last if you, again if you're using fresh produce and fresh fresh food um it'll last like five days um which is perfect monday to friday um and then obviously the weekend a lot of the time i know i have free time so i really enjoy cooking so actually i, I won't prep for the weekend because i'll enjoy cooking something um a little bit different at the weekend sure. i will i i often will have um sort mm -hmm. of a bit more my my weekends definitely i'd say in terms of eating um more unhealthy than the week purely because i give myself little treats at the weekend i've had a hard week um again be be kind to yourself so i give myself a treat there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that um just obviously don't starve yourself through the week and then get to a weekend and binge and eat everything you shouldn't have. Um, I plan when I'm planning and I'm meal prepping, I, I plan in little treats throughout the day. Um, so like at nighttime, sometimes I'll, I'll plan in like a little hot chocolate. You can get like little low calorie hot chocolates and things like that. Like just because you're planning doesn't mean you have to plan broccoli and chicken three meals a day. Like you can plan good foods. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's definitely the easy and best, easiest and best way to do that. If you are furloughed, say, and you do have the time, cook, cook every day. It's fun. Like find new recipes. It's something to do. And often I think people, 
like don't realize actually cooking if you if you're not stressed and you do have time it can be relaxing it can be fun uh can be a form of meditation for some um if you're cooking things that you like so spend the day ah looking at some recipes looking at some ideas um again there's on the internet it's there's so many resources available there's cookbooks for free on the internet everywhere um you don't have to go out and buy a cookbook uh definitely not but for example i i do it a lot of i know a lot of um sort of fellow nutrition students nutritionists uh things like that they they um generally because we like to show off we'll always have our qualifications in our bio <laughs> whether they have a bachelor's degree or this or that um even i mean i guess like some pts even do do um good meal preps i wouldn't ever suggest going to a personal trainer for nutrition advice um purely again they've they've probably done like a three-day course on nutrition and um, coming from someone that studied it for four years um it doesn't it doesn't measure up but um they, they have to have good meal ideas though so um yeah i mean use the internet as your friend <laughs> definitely. um definitely but um in terms of exercise though i was going to mention earlier obviously yeah. um you now is a great time to start exercise in the fact that most people you speak to if they're starting don't want to go to a gym because it's scary and sometimes yeah, even i've been going to gyms since i was four and sometimes if it's a new gym i'll walk in and i'll be like not want to go and lift the heavy weights in front of all the boys i mean i'll <laughs> i'll give myself a little like slap and be like right no you probably lift you probably lift in heavier weights than them <laughs> oh like boxing i like what what are you doing <laughs> just go in the gym hit a bag and everyone will know it's fine um but obviously now's a great time to start you can take most play you, yourself you're offering um sort of online classes and things like this yeah. you, no one can see you through the screen and even if you have your camera turned on you're like this big on our screens it's true yeah, you can't see <laughs> um, you could be doing anything so like it's, honestly it's the best time to start like put some blue tack over your camera and say oh my camera doesn't work <laughs> um it's, it's the best crazy. time and then you're already at a level where you're more confident walking into a gym when lockdown you're prepared you're, you've mentally prepared yourself to walk into a gym when lockdown's finished because you know what to expect um as well as online classes again funding's an issue for some people there's a lot of ways that, that you can get free workouts and things like that online um I'm utilizing them again, Instagram and YouTube. I often, oh, I, I, I can make my own workout more than more than happily I'll do that. However, sometimes I can't be bothered, but I want to work out. So I'll just Google like, oh, quick hit workout or um, I don't know, kickboxing drills, something like that. Yeah. And it, it's you there's so many free free resources to use. So Definitely. why not? Why not take advantage of them? For sure. Awesome. So what's in the future for Casey and the body engineer then? Um, so, I mean, get, get through, get through this, uh, degree, <laughs> get through my <laughs> master's degree. Yeah. I mean, I, I got through, I got through one degree in a pandemic. I, I'm sure I can get through <laughs> You can one. do it again. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So far, so good, um, with it. I'm, I, to be honest, the degree is kind of 5% of it. It's everything that goes along with it. So um, the placement, um, I take on, I, I, I take on a few sort of um, clients for various 
different reasons um example one client I've taken on he is taking on a massive challenge um it's nine marathons nine uh, over nine days 900 miles uh not triathlon sorry not marathons um so I'm basically I'm doing all his nutritional prep for him um oh. the the whole nutritional intervention of over the days everything like that um I'm kind of I'm doing that sort of alongside uni and just getting as much experience as I can then when I graduate I can help as many people as possible um obviously not just in martial arts I work in other sports as well yeah um I should be at some point soon um starting with the Leeds United um academy uh the girls team academy uh doing some nutritional support for those um so yeah I'm just basically trying to broaden my horizons um so then I get as much experience I can help as much people as possible um obviously for me the more I can learn um I don't think I'll ever stop learning to be honest um there's there's always there's always things you can do to carry on learning um again reading I, I read academic um sort of journals and papers as much as possible um that's where the new research is so so I try and follow that and after that I suppose I mean find my way in the world we'll see we'll see where it goes um i'd love to um sort of go and work with the the guys over at the ufc uh, performance institute at some point um it's kind of one of my little background dreams uh, so uh, that might take a few years to get to um so obviously not many people know sport exercise nutrition to if, to do something like that uh, you have to be um on what's called the sport exercise nutrition register which is something to look for if you're if you are an athlete a high level athlete and you are looking for a sports nutritionist obviously uh qualified dietitians are great um generally aren't specialized in sports though sport yeah. exercise nutritionists they're specialized in sport they've spent their entire degree looking at nutrition from a sports perspective um so if you are looking at hiring someone just uh, check check that they are SENR registered um, which often takes a few years to get after you've uh, got a master's degree so okay. it's quite a lot of work but, um, yeah, yeah. but, but that's why you know you can trust them they've done yeah. over four years of university they've done multiple years of experience in between that and getting registered so so they're definitely people to trust <laughs> awesome where can people find you then Casey um, so obviously the best place is I'm I'm on all the socials um, everywhere. The I know I'm I'm that age, aren't I? <laughs> um, I'm on all the socials. I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I'm always sort of on on my stories sharing what I'm doing. Um, I try and share as much as I can in the terms of if I'm re researching something, I'll try and pass it along. Um, so I, I, what I try and do to the best of my ability is. Um, take the research understand it myself and then put it across in terms that someone without a degree or without any real uh, nutritional understanding can yeah they can understand um especially athletes and things like that sure. um that that that's my aim so um off, I'm often on there um like I said before if if anyone has questions and things like that I'm always um, I'm always replying. I, I very very rarely wouldn't reply to a message. If I'm not someone that can help you, 
I always will have the information generally of someone that can. Um, so if it's a more medical issue or th something like that, I maybe re would recommend someone to go and talk to uh, if, if I can't if I can't help you myself or even if if I think it's above what a nutritionist can help you with. I, I'll there's been times people have come and said, I've got this issue and I've been like, that is an issue a doctor needs to look at. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> d d maybe don't get all your advice off Instagram, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely that's the base place to reach me. Uh, the body engineer <laughs> is, uh, is the best place, definitely. Okay, perfect. That was awesome. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, that's been another episode of the Marshall View then, guys. So that was with Casey Marshall. Make sure that you check her out at The Body Engineer. I'll post all the links to her Facebook and all of her socials um, in the bottom of the link and stuff. So if you want to get in contact for any nutrition advice, um, definitely get in contact. So thank you very much. That's been another episode. Make sure that you follow us as well um, on Facebook and all of our socials. And make sure that you give us a like, a subscribe and a review if you'd like. Check us out on Spotify if you want to see us. Um, you can check us out on YouTube as well. Cool. Thanks very much then, guys. Yes, thank you.